Social Zoom Factor, episode 28. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. This is your host, Pam Moore. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. How are you doing today? Hopefully you're out there kicking butt and taking names. All right, let's get started. Today we're going to talk a little bit about Rammies. And if you follow me, you already know what those are. They are random acts of marketing. And today we're going to talk about why these things are bad. And I talk a lot about how to stomp them and what we need to do to get rid of them. And that's proper planning, proper measurement, making sure we know our customer, all of those things. So today I would flip it a little bit, turn it upside down and talk about why are they bad? Because a couple people have asked me this question, why are random acts of marketing so bad? And Oftentimes they'll say, Pam, because they feel good. I like creating a task list. And we all like creating task lists. And we like crossing things off of task lists even more. And something a lot of people have confessed to me recently as these podcasts have launched is that they even will add items to their task list that they've already completed just so they can cross them off. Okay, so as a professional marketing and business leader, I'm going to challenge you over the next few months to stop doing things like that. Stop thinking about results in regard to your own personal task list and feeling good in the morning that you're crossing things off of a task list that you did yesterday. Okay, there's your first problem. You're measuring your own self on the wrong things because you shouldn't be creating a task list for today and feeling good about what you accomplished today based on what you did yesterday. Yes, we obviously need to celebrate our wins. We need to be happy about what we accomplished yesterday and the day before, but those shouldn't be transferred onto the task list for today or tomorrow about what we need to do. And then we just create a list of things we've already done so we feel good about our task list. Doesn't that just sound task list crazy? So I want us to just think in a different mindset. And I want you to think about random acts of marketing. I call them Rammies. They're bad. They're yucky. And they will eat every last morsel of your ROI before you wake up and say, where's the coffee? So think about this. You're sitting in a conference room. And you are watching everybody in this room for this big meeting with the new executive in town for your organization. And he or she has some big idea. Okay, let's make it a he. He's got a big idea and he thinks it's going to save the company. It's going to be amazing. All right. As you're sitting there, most of you in the room know this is an idea that's probably already been tried. So it could be something as silly as a go viral video or who knows what it is. And we all know that you really can't create a viral video. And I've actually worked for a CEO at one time that that is really what he kept chartering us to do. 
go create a viral video. And I'll tell you, it was one of those jobs that truly pushed me to be an entrepreneur. And that's why you're here listening to me today. (laughs) So I've lived this life as some of you are living now. I know what it's like. And the sad thing is, as you're sitting in this conference room and it may be filled with five people, 10 people, 20 people who all are in the same situation you are. Here they are on a Monday morning, Tuesday morning for that weekly meeting. Nobody has time to be sitting in the meeting first thing. Second thing, everybody has this long task list that they either have in front of them on their mobile phone device or that they are just running through their head trying to make themselves feel good about the things they've done and what they're going to do this week. But the truth is nobody has the budget or the time or the resources to implement this new Rammy, Random Act of Marketing, that this new guy has the idea that's going to save the company, right? So everybody's sitting there in the same situation. However, everybody nods their heads, they take notes, they smile as if they're so excited about this amazing project that this new guy came up with. And everybody's sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, please don't let him choose me to work on this project. And you're all looking at each other. You got those funny eyes rolling back and forth saying, it's going to be you. I know it is. And then it's you. You get chosen. Okay. So he says, okay, Sarah, I want you to go ahead and implement this program. And I want you to come back in a couple months and tell me how it went. All right. Everybody else in the room is looking at you saying, oh, thank goodness I didn't have to take on that Rammy project. And they're looking at you like, how in the heck are you going to get that done? You may even have people, you know, cross-functional teams looking at you saying, good luck on that one, right? I know how those looks go. And you are immediately already having nightmares in your head of how you're going to get this done because you're going to have to go rob Peter to pay Paul for a budget you don't have. You know you're going to tick some people off because you're going to be begging for dollars. This is a pet project coming from a new executive, but you don't know how you're going to pull it off. And if you go do these things, then other projects that you already have signed up to maybe last week, the month before, the month before that, Something's going to have to go. Something is going to get dropped. So what you got, my friend, at this point, you have a bad case of what we call the Rammies. So scratching tasks and tactical to-do items off your list on a Monday morning of things that make you feel good isn't going to get you closer to your goals. You may feel a sense of accomplishment, but it's a false sense of accomplishment It's called a Rammy. It's called a random act of marketing. And if you let them get into your business, it is truly a recipe for disaster for both your business, for your team, and for your personal career. And I have honestly seen marketing and business professionals let Rammies ruin their career where they just sign up to all kinds of tasks and they wind up accomplishing nothing. And I survived at numerous tech companies. One company I survived 13 layoffs in a seven and a half year period. And I'll tell you that happened from number one, avoiding the water cooler where everybody talked about random act of marketing tactics and freaked out. And it 
happened because I was able to eliminate random acts of marketing. I signed up for the projects that were go big or go home projects, projects that were going to at minimum boil the backyard pond, not the ocean, but things that were big and were going to help move the needle. I avoided the random acts of marketing. And instead, I put my butt and my face on the line by saying, you know what, let's go do those big things that matter. So you're better off doing the right things and doing less of them because number one, if you're with inside an organization, you're going to be able to get that budget approved. Two, you're going to have the time to integrate it and to plan it to get your team on board. Okay. When you are signing up for random acts of marketing, it's a very dangerous place to be from a career perspective. So let's first define what a random act of marketing is. Random act of marketing is an attempt to grow market share, increase brand awareness, drive revenue, or another business benefit of any kind that is not integrated, cannot be easily measured or justified, and does not integrate with other marketing and business tactics. Okay. Multiple RAMs, random acts of marketing, are defined by us as RAMIs. That's what we call them. And they often lead to wasted investment, little to no benefit in the form of brand awareness, revenue, and often lead to layoff for human beings. I have seen tons of people in my career get laid off or lose their job or be fired over random acts of marketing. Loss of market share for businesses. I've seen gray hairs come, but you never know what the real cause of that is, right? Stress, sleepless nights, and even sometimes mass consumption of high fat foods and chocolate. We've all been there, right? So we've all done them, we've seen these RAMs fail, and we've regretted them. It may start out as a simple Facebook page, a Twitter profile, a LinkedIn group, a campaign, an email marketing program, whatever it may be. But the key is what may seem like a pointless little project could eat your ROI for breakfast and lunch before you wake up and figure out where it went. It reminds me of a good friend and colleague I worked with years ago when I worked in uh, high tech and we worked in a big office in Colorado with thousands of people in the office. And I remember he would bring his lunch to work every day and it was in a one of those brown paper bags, literally. And he was the most simple guy I think I ever worked with. And he would put his lunch in the fridge every day. And at least three to four times a month, somebody stole his lunch. I just couldn't believe it. And he would get so mad. He was the nicest guy. And it would be like, his name was Carl. And we, everybody would say, why would anybody steal Carl's lunch? All right. So I think that's a good analogy when you think about random acts of marketing, because random acts of marketing will steal the goodness from good people. It will steal the goodness of somebody who has good intentions. It steals the goodness of teams and of organizations and of companies. Nobody that falls to random acts of marketing wants that to happen. Okay. They don't want their lunch to be stolen at midnight or, you know, in the middle of the day when they're not around and somebody goes and sneaks in there in the middle of the night and takes it. That's not what any marketing team wants, but they fall to it because of the things we talked about at the very beginning of this conversation today, because the short term feeling and goodness that they feel with these stupid task lists is why oftentimes they fall to random acts of marketing. Second reason they'll fall to them 
is they just don't know what they're doing. They're just over their head and they're trying to get approval any way they can. Oftentimes they've been awarded a budget for a certain set of activities or tactics and they just want to spend the budget. They're afraid that they will lose the budget if they don't hurry up and get some tasks done and get that budget spent. When in reality, they would be better off slowing down to speed up and making sure that they're doing the right things that are going to 100% move the business forward. So the four signs that you have Rams, a random acts of marketing. Okay, how do you know when it is a ram? Number one, it's not funded. Okay, so it does not have a budget attached to it. Nobody really knows who's going to pay for it. How is it going to get paid? Number two is it's not in the plan. Number three is it's not integrated with any plan or any marketing activities. It's kind of its own silo sitting out there. You know how that goes. And number four is there's no defined metrics for success. So now let's talk about the top reasons why Rammies are bad for your life and bad for your business. Okay, let's go. Number one is it has no budget plus no assigned resources plus no plan equals no results. Okay, how do you expect in business to have real business results if you don't know what those results are? If you are not aligning to business goals and objectives, how are you going to have results? Think about this. You're signing up to a task. You're sitting in that Monday meeting. You're signing up to a task that is not funded, that has no assigned resources, and it has no plan, but yet you're nodding your head and say, yes, I'll do that by that date. Okay, that's usually what happens. I'm not talking about a pet project that's coming from a COO, a CEO, wherever it may be, where you know you have this pet project and you need to go figure something out and go make that work. Because I took a ton of those types of projects on when I was in corporate, but that was my role. I was always raising my hand and saying, I'm willing to take risk. And I would go make huge things happen on very little budget. But I did that at first by gathering a team and getting buy-in from people across the entire global organization to make huge things happen. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about random acts of marketing that you are picking up tasks that you need to do or programs that you need to do that are not funded. They are not in the plan. They are not integrated and they have no metrics for success. So when something has no budget, no plan, no assigned resources and no metrics for success, the chance that you are going to have results are very slim. Number two, robbing Peter to pay Paul is not a strategy. All right. So if your planned strategy to obtain the necessary budget requires you wearing a black mask, hiding in the back alley of your office, or nabbing lunch sacks of fellow employees, then chances are you have a very bad case of the Rammies. And I know a lot of people in my corporate days that did exactly that. They didn't go steal the lunches, all right? But they lived and tried to manage their career by just being able to steal everybody else's budget and hoping and praying through negative Nelly tactics that they would be able to get their program approved, okay? They oftentimes, more than not, were very unsuccessful. So robbing Peter to pay Paul is not a strategy. Third reason is rams cost more. Okay, so although in the short term, you may think completing a ram or two will cost you less money because it seems like a small little marketing tactic or program. 
in the medium and the long term, it may actually do the exact opposite. So where you save money now could end up costing you double or even triple later when you have to go back and update, fix errors, and integrate with other parts of the business. And we work with organizations of all sizes from startups to large organizations. And we see this particularly even in small business, all right? We see... They will come to us and ask us to develop a proposal for them, for example, and say, hey, we really want to hire you. We like what you say on your blog. We love, you know, your podcast, whatever it may be, and your videos, and we want to hire you. So then we give them a proposal and we tell them how much it's going to cost. And then they say, oh, I don't know if I can pay that much. I'm going to go to this other agency or consultant because they said they can quote unquote, get me on Facebook. So I'm just going to go get on Facebook and I'm going to go get on Twitter and they're going to help me learn Twitter. And they said, I'll be able to create landing pages and get some conversions going and all of these cool things. Well, guess what happens? They go and maybe they did do it for half the price or even less than that of what we were originally going to charge them. They go and they spend the time for the next one to two years implementing what seemed like a cheaper plan. And guess what? 90 plus percent of those people, and we have measured this, come back to us and say, Pam and Marketing Nuts, which is our agency, you were right. I should have never went and tried to do this the fast way. There is no cookie cutter solution to doing these things. So what happened? Over the course of one, two, or more years, they have wasted tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to go about it the Rammy way. So now they have random active marketing, website, blog, Facebook pages, Twitter pages. I mean, content out there that's just junk. They come back to us and say, hey, can you leverage all this stuff? Well, maybe we can leverage some of that, but... The real story is that we really still need to go back to basics and build them an integrated platform. We need to know their audience. We need to know what their goals and objectives are. There's no way around that for business. You have to know who you're serving, what value you're going to offer them, and how you are going to achieve your business goals. So thinking that you can do things in a shortcut type of way and cost you less money right now because you're not going to take time to plan and slow down to do it right will actually cost you a lot more money in the long term. Number four is that RAMs are not good for ROI. So it may feel good for the short term to cross that random task off your list. You may even be able to impress your peers or your stakeholders when you provide a snazzy presentation of all the great random tasks and accomplishments that you have made. However, over time, it will inevitably become more difficult for you to prove a return on your investment. The same list that delivered you a short-term ego boost in the boardroom that day might land your name on the short list for the next round of layoffs if you aren't careful. And I have seen this happen again and again. Next thing is, Rams have a way of hiding the real impact. Because return on investment across all marketing and social media investments is usually impacted negatively or positively by each and every task. So too many RAMs can have an exponentially negative impact to your bottom line. Since RAMs are not within the plan, within your budget, or associated with real metrics, their risk is not usually known up front. 
And these types of projects almost always come by to bite you in the rammy at some point in time. Number six reason that rammies are bad for your business and life is that they are difficult to set realistic expectations with your executive management and key stakeholders. Why do you think this is? I'm going to let you think about it for a minute. Hello? It's because you don't have a plan, you don't have goals, you don't have objectives, and you don't have any assigned resources. Okay, those are all things that are required if you are know anything about business or marketing. If you ever took a business 101 marketing 101 class or even attended any type of seminar on business or marketing, you need to have a plan. You need to have goals and you need to have objectives if you're wanting to be able to achieve success working with your management and your key stakeholders. Okay, so if you don't have those things, it makes it really difficult to make real commitments because you can never set proper expectations with your stakeholders, with your management who have a vested interest in the bottom line because you have no way to measure your results. You have no way to figure out how you're aligning to those business goals and objectives. This is one of the top reasons why this affects people's personal careers. And I've seen marketing and business leaders fail over and over again in this scenario because they wind up making promises based on a hope and a prayer and wind up needing that same hope or prayer when they're asked about results that they foolishly promised. Because if you commit in that boardroom, in that marketing meeting, and you raise your hand and you say, yes, I'll do this random act of marketing, even though that executive may acknowledge that I know you don't have much time right now and I know that you really don't have a budget, but just go see if you can get this done, all right? They know that you have a task list you're already trying to manage. You nod your head, you say, yes, I'll take on that task. And what happens in three months? Do you think that that executive remembers that he or she acknowledged that you didn't have a plan and you didn't have a budget? No, all they remember is that you raised your hand and you said you would take on the task, and they're assuming that you're going to make it happen. So if you come back in three months when it's supposed to be done or whatever the timing may be, and your executive says, hey, Pam, how did that project go? You know, what are the results? You can't say, oh, don't you remember, Mr. Executive, we never had goals or objectives, and I didn't have any budget, and I had all these other things on my plate that I needed to do, so I'm sorry, I I really don't know what the outcome was for that. How is that going to work on your career? How's that going to work on your next review cycle? Probably not very good, right? And in today's economy, that is not where you want to be. You want to be in a place where you are delivering your plan, you are delivering your objectives, you are standing your ground and you are asking for the resource, the budget and the time that you need to achieve results. And if you can't get that time, then don't take on the stinking project. Got it? All right. The next reason Rams are bad for your life and business, lack of goals and objectives make it more difficult to align the needed evangelist partners, stakeholders and team members. So think about this. If you are wanting to join a new project, if you're wanting to spend all that spare time that you don't have on a new project within your organization or with a partner, wherever it may be, are you going to sign up for a project that is a RAM? Are you going to sign up for a project that has no funding, no executive support, no alignment to the business goals and objectives, and no metrics for success? 
If you're thinking you are going to do that, I want to tell you right now, you should not do that. You need to go for a run or go do something that clears your head so you can think a bit more clearly before you sign up for that project. Because a RAM lacks the fundamental success elements of any project, such as basic 101 goals and objectives, it becomes really difficult to obtain the needed support that you must have to be successful, both internal and external, such as your evangelist, your partners, your stakeholders, and your management, all right? Those smart to the RAMI will spot them a mile away and avoid getting involved in your project at all costs. And I'll tell you, I was one of those people when I was in corporate. I avoided the RAMI projects like a type of plague sickness, okay? I did not want to be associated with any projects that were nothing but a random act of marketing where somebody had signed up for some project hoping they would be able to do it. It sounded cool. They're, you know, usually kissing butt to some manager and everybody's looking at that saying, there's no way that project is going to make it. So people will see that if you start to sign up for Rammies thinking you're going to get rich and famous in your career, it's honestly going to do the opposite. Number eight is that Rams will not fool smart business leaders. So this goes exactly with what I was just saying is that the smart business and marketing leader will spot that Rammy from a mile away. We've seen them. We've been taken by them in the past, or we've been assigned those types of projects and we do not want to be associated with them. So you may be able to fool some of your coworkers or even a clueless boss at the time. However, that's going to be short-lived. Eventually, you will run into a Rami smart manager and stakeholder who will blow holes in that Rami plan at first glance. Trust me, it will happen. Number nine is that RAM timelines are not usually accurate at all. Because there's no planning associated with them, proper resource allocation, or budgeting, they lack the project structure needed to be successful. And unfortunately, the timeline is usually not even close to being realistic. RAMs are often chosen to solve a short-term, self-imposed, urgent business need. Oftentimes, they are the result of an executive meeting where that stakeholder had ideas or demands that a project be completed. People scurry, they make promises, and before you know it, a RAMI team is formed with the deadline that all team members know is impossible to achieve. Everybody goes with the Rami flow as they are either afraid to lose their job or they don't know better. Either way, this entire scenario is a disaster in the making, so avoid it at all costs, my friends. Number 10 is that it lacks metrics to measure success and set expectations. So measuring success is obviously impossible without the proper goals and objectives. And executives and stakeholders are going to have different expectations. But since no proper metrics are set with the RAM, it is close to impossible to manage those expectations and measure success or failure. Number 11 is RAMs guarantee increased risk. So depending on your business, the risk could be associated with your brand, your reputation, your delivery quality, your customer satisfaction, and the list goes on. And it's different than taking on projects and taking a calculated risk to things that you are doing in business and marketing and with social media. RAMs oftentimes 
are not assessed. That risk is not even looked at because these projects are thrown together so fast and haphazardly. Because I still believe in taking risk in business. I believe in failing fast. So I'm not saying we don't need to take risk. It is a completely different topic here, what we're talking about with Rammies. So number 12 is that Rams are difficult to sustain. And because all of the reason we've talked about today they are very difficult to maintain. So a project that starts out as a Rammy is very hard to keep that thing going. So it's pretty hard to maintain a project of any kind without a plan, assigned resources, budget, goals, metrics, and alignment of key stakeholders and timelines. So without those things, how are you going to keep that project going? So this is where if you think you're signing up for a project that's going to make you rich and famous inside a larger or medium-sized organization, and it's a Rammy, the chances of that happening are very slim. Number 13, and this is really important, is that Rams don't force you to stop doing the things that you should stop doing. So oftentimes Rams are taken on because nobody on the team, including executive management, has the guts to say no or stop doing something on a list that should be stopped. Usually if you were to do the proper planning for a Ram, it would easily uncover that you don't have the resources or budget to be successful. That would mean that the resources and budget will need to come from another budget. Here we are again, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And as a result, this means something else will have to not get done. So canceling other projects is usually avoided by the RAM loving manager, right? Because they want to say yes to everybody. And I've worked for some of these people in the past. And this is honestly how I think in my 15 plus career working in corporate America in both startup entrepreneur organizations and most of my time spent in large corporate Fortune 100 brands. I worked for a lot of managers who live like this. They wanted to sign up for everything. They were so insecure in their jobs, in their roles, and with their careers that they were just ram hungry. I'm confident that's how over the years I learned to manage rams. I got very, very smart to them. And it's how I learned very early on to manage my career was I always stayed close to the revenue. And I made sure that all of my projects aligned very clearly to business goals and objectives. I always knew how I was going to impact the bottom line of the business. And when you do that, then it's easier for you to get the needed funding. You can eventually get your resources assigned and you can get all of the other things you need to have success in your business. Number 14 is working for a manager who insists you continuously implement RAMs is risky business. So if you have this manager who takes on RAMs repeatedly and you repeatedly get the mess to clean up at the end, then I literally would look for another job or a position before you are the next casualty. Because usually these types of managers and executives tend to have a lot of fallen bodies around them. There's a lot of people that work for them that usually end up taking the fall because it's the executive manager that signs up for all these random tasks. And then when their team doesn't implement them, who do you think they blame? Nine times out of 10, they are weak managers that are blaming their team. And it's completely opposite of how I have always managed my team, how we manage our business today is we all win and we all fall together. We are always only as strong as our weakest link. And oftentimes, Rammy managers do not think that way. 
They may often offer you a false sense of security or an internal stardom in the beginning. However, your success will not last unless you deliver real results. And the last one, number 15, is that integration brings higher return and leverage across multiple mediums. And so even though it may seem more difficult if you are new to social media, marketing, new media, business, whatever it may be, integration is the best way to increase ROI on a small, medium, and large scale. And the more that you can integrate and avoid the rams, the better off that you will be. So for a business wanting to adopt social media as an example, be sure to focus on goals and objectives where social can have the greatest impact. Integrate across mediums, across programs, across campaigns. If you're in a larger organization, bring your cross-functional teams together. Bring everybody to the table and take the time to slow down to speed up. Every goal or objective is not a perfect candidate for social media or marketing. However, take the time to plan and integrate for the highest results possible. The absolute best way to stop random acts of marketing is to set goals, measure those goals, and integrate across your marketing program, your business program, and your organization. So I encourage you to download a white paper we have for the top tips to stomp random acts of marketing. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash no rams. You can also download our eight steps to create a social business strategy and plan. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash social business plan. And I will include these resources as well as many others in the show notes for the podcast. I do a blog write up on every single one of these podcasts that you can check out at socialzoomfactor.com. And I will always link to every resource that is mentioned within these podcasts. So if you're driving, if you're working out, doing dishes, doing laundry, whatever it may be, when you're hanging out with me, the marketing nut and listening to this podcast, you don't have to worry about having to take notes and figure out what all these URLs are. You can just go to the show notes page when you get a chance and check them out. So I hope that this conversation today helped you understand why I push so hard for you and anybody I come in contact with in marketing and business to stop the random acts of marketing. It is one of the top reasons so many businesses and marketing leaders are truly failing today when it comes to getting online and integrating social media and just achieving results at all with their marketing strategies and tactics. We see it every day and organizations of all sizes are wasting from thousands, tens of thousands, up to millions of dollars on random acts of marketing. Take the time to understand what these things are. Acknowledge if you have a Rammy problem. That's one of the first steps is just acknowledging that you have a problem with lack of planning. Download our white paper with tips on how to stomp Rams and start working on stomping them. Take the time to slow down to speed up, get integrated, and start aligning your efforts to your business goals goals where you can have strategic and tactical near-term impact. It's about both impact for the short and the long term. So I hope that you got value out of today's conversation. Soon to be launching some training programs. You can stay tuned and get the latest on those by going to socialzoomfactor.com slash subscribe and you will be the first to know when we launch those. But we will have all sorts of classes around social media and planning and budgeting, all of those types of things. So I wish you the best of luck this week. I hope you can take the time to 
cross that task list in half and focus on the things that matter. Get out there and go Zoom your business and your life. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh, 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 o